what's cooking up in the kitchen? Am I smelling that soul food? Oh yes, it is soul food. The spiritual food for your spiritual nourishment. And you know what? This food will never expire. Never expire? I need this food every day. You are listening to these spiritual-based podcasts. There are many podcasts, but this one here is to satisfy your soul, to feed your spiritual hunger. Are you hungry for God? Don't let your soul be hungry. No matter where you are, whatever you are doing now, at work, home, or on the go, you can still listen here and right now the uh, Soul Food Podcast. Don't let ever your soul to go hungry. It's, It's time, time for, for some Soul Food. food. My friend, nobody in this room is perfect. Nobody. Nobody. We have our mistakes. We do what we're not supposed to do. We say what we're not supposed to say. We react, overreact in a way we are not supposed. Because we are humans. But when we walk with him, We live in His presence. Our mistakes, our wrongdoings, they are less. Because we are controlled by the Holy Spirit. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, He died for me. So, if I walk with God, people you see that I walk with God. A lady was telling me today, she saw a young lady of this church on the street and she said, I saw something different in her. I did not know anything about her church, but something special. What is this? The presence of God. I am chosen, not forsaken. I Because when you walk with God, they will tell you, show me your friends. I'll tell you who you are. They don't tell you you are Christian. You are religious, but they tell you you are a child of God, a son of God, a man of God. Because they see the presence of God with you. anywhere we will be right back here on soul food
book of John talks about a man called Nathaniel. This man was sitting under a tree. Maybe he was saying to himself, God, do you see me? Well, later, when Jesus met him, he answered him, I saw you. When you set your eyes on earth, do you look at me? When you look inside of me, Lord, what do you see? Do you see someone who's faithful? Do you see one who's dismayed? Do you see all my potential? Or do I look afraid? Cause you don't see as man sees You don't speak as man speaks Your word is the truth And I want to be in you God, do you see? Thank you for staying connected. Today you will be listening to part two of Reinhardt's story here on Soul Food Podcast.
And I'm sitting there pondering. Prison is so loud. It's so loud in jail. Just imagine 120 people, at least one person talking to somebody. That's 60 conversations going on at one time. It's so chaotic. It's hard to think. It's hard to, like, <laughs> like relax. It's just loud noise all day. So I'm sitting there trying to think, trying to ponder on my life. But it's so much confusion around. I'm sitting on my bunk and I'm like, how did I end up in this situation? How did my life get here? When I simply thought that where I grew up and the things that was happening, this is, this is what I need to do. But now I'm faced with this decision. And the thing is, you know you're special or you know like, like God is singling you out when you're the only one that usually go down for things that other people are seem like they're getting away with. But in that moment, I wasn't thinking like that. I was trying to get out of there. Because in my neighborhood, people find a way out. Thinking back then, the way my mind was, when you locked up for like murder or a violent charge that involves someone losing their life, you know, they say that that's the hardest thing to convict someone of. So my mind was like, I can get out of this. And I was sitting on my bunk just thinking, how am I gonna win in this situation? How am I gonna get out of this? Two things came to mind. I said, I do not want to spend the rest of my life in prison. That's not an option. I am not going down. That is not the way that I thought my story was going to be. That is not how I thought people were going to talk about me. And my name would be passed down through the streets. I was like, no. And I didn't want to come back out and have to live the same way and potentially have to continue to do those type of things. I wasn't, I didn't want that either. And I didn't want no one to take my life either. So I said, I know how I could win. I'll just take my own life. And I thought about it, and it made sense. It made sense, not because I was going through a lot of pain or stress or pressure. It made sense because I still wanted to be in control to the point where I was willing to take my own life just so I can still stay in control of my destiny. That's vicious. And I was convinced because that's what pride would do. Pride makes you convinced of things that you believe you can control. So I said, okay. Talking to myself, I'm like, this is it. I never thought that I'll get to this point, but this is it. I'm like, okay. And the type of person I was, if anything came to my mind to do, I never really second-guessed it. And I didn't care what nobody else thought about it. I didn't think about family. I didn't think about writing a note or leaving something behind for no loved one. I had a son at the time who was two. I didn't think about him. I just was like, this is how I want my story to be. It's so strange because I look back now and I'm like, how did I think that winning was taking my life? So it was in that moment I said, I'm, I'm just going to plan it. I planned it. I figured out how I can rig my cell to keep it unlocked so that I can run out on the top tier. Because in prison, some prisons anywhere, or most of them, majority have two tiers. You have a bottom tier where you have cells around. And in the middle, there's like tables where people eat. And then you have a top tier. It cells around, right, with nothing in the middle, just a space. Usually when you come into prison, you have a solid port where there's a hallway and a door. So it's like the outside of the, the, the prison um, tier that you're on has an outside door. You come in, then you have to wait inside of a room. And then there's another door that you get buzzed in. 
So I said, okay, it'll take at least a minute or two for the guards to run to this tier. Then they have to get buzzed in. Then they have to wait for that door to close and then get buzzed in another door. So I'm like, I have some time to run out my cell, run to the top tier and hang myself. And it'll be at least three, four minutes before they come to get me, if not longer. That's if they even want to come because the guard on the tier can't do anything because they have to maintain the tier for the rest of the inmates. They can't just run to one situation and have to call for help. So they literally will have to watch me hanging on the speaker calling for help. And they might not even want to come. So I said, that's how I'm going to do it. I rigged my cell so that way it could stay unlocked. And I remember the day like it was yesterday. Everybody was out for breakfast and they were moving around, going in the line, going to get their food. And when everybody uh, went back in their cells, it's time for it to close. But my cell was rigged a certain way. So that way it will close but won't lock. And then when the officer made his last rounds, I was going to leave out and hang myself. I had everything ready, prepared. I was sitting on my bunk and I started just contemplating it, seeing it in my head. Because looking back now, I realized everything that you see, like what you see yourself doing, you're more than likely going to do it if you see yourself doing it. If you can just, if you walk through it you'll, you'll, and see yourself doing it, it's going to happen. So I was picturing what it's going to feel like, what it's going to be like. And I was ready. I sat up on my bunk. A couple of tears stopped rolling down my eyes. My cell buddy went to sleep. And I said, this is it. But then immediately something was inside of me. I started thinking about, like, people. I started thinking about my son. I started thinking about life. And in that moment, I said, man, it has to be another way. This was literally the first time I ever decided to change my mind on something that I wanted to do. But I felt like there was a, something inside was just like not convinced. I didn't even have nothing on my mind. I just felt inside like there has to be another way. I don't even know where that came from at the time. Man, but I promise the moment I said that, I heard the voice of God in my cell said, try me. And it wasn't like spooky or like the movies or like I had to look up and try to figure out like, where's this voice coming from? No, it went from me saying, okay, this is about to happen to sitting up saying, wait, it has to be another way to hearing God's voice say, try me. I knew I knew that it was God. It's like inside of me, I just knew. It was a knowing. Like, I didn't say, who is that, right? I was just like, I know. It was like this voice was so familiar. Like, I just knew it. And it brought so much freedom and joy to me in that moment. I'm thinking about it. I can see it. Like, I can see the day and I can see myself just literally transitioning from crying to about to take my life to hearing God's voice and just immediately feeling love. And my very next words were, you want me? You want me? I said, you want my life? And right after that, I said, you can have it. I just started talking to like God, talking to Jesus like, you can have it, you can have it. 
You can have my life. You can have it if you want it. You can have it. And then I started making declarations. I was like, I'll live for you. I'll never turn my back on you. I'll never turn my back on you. I'll live for you. I'll live for you. Like out of nowhere, I just started saying this like he was sitting right there in front of me. I said, if you want my life, you can have mine. I said, you didn't turn your back on me. I won't turn my back on you. I'll never leave you. And I said that for probably about maybe 10 minutes straight. I just kept saying the same thing over and over and over. My tears dried up. The feelings of taking my life went away. And I just sat there and just was just praising God. And next thing you know, it was time to come out in the morning for like early showers. And I ran to the phone and called my mom and told her what just happened. And she was rejoicing and praising God. My life before Jesus, no joy. Because looking at that moment and the joy I felt knowing that God, like God, like not a religious figure, I'm talking about God. Not a sermon that came back to mind, I'm talking about God. Like he came in the cell with me and said, try him. Me, a murderer. I'm in prison for murder. (laughs) You would think that somebody like that deserves to die. You would think that a God's response to someone breaking his law or committing something like that, that he would pass by them and choose someone else that's seemingly more worthy or a better candidate. And I think back and I just say, I didn't have no questions like, why me at first? Those questions came kind of later. But in that moment, I was thinking, like, you're that good? (laughs) The God that I went to church to sit there and try to not fall asleep and watch everybody pray and praise you and, you know, preach about you, like, you're really real and you're actually good? I was amazed that he would want me. And I felt so loved. And I realized my life before Christ didn't have true love. It didn't have it. Because now I know what it is. Yes, you have family who love you, and they, they do their very best. But I'm talking about that no judgment love, that take your place type of love, you know? The love that understands where you are and know where you are. That's all for Reinhardt's story here on Soul Food Podcast. Stay tuned tomorrow for more. Keep your notifications on and share with friends and family to feed their souls. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I could do to let you down. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more loved than I am right now I don't want to forget how I feel right now On the mountaintop I can see so clear what it's all about Stay by my side when the sun goes
Thank you for listening in. That's all the soul food we have to share today. Stay tuned for the next episode on soul food and keep your notifications on. Share this episode with your friends and family to feed their souls. Give the food that lasts forever. Thank you.